I don't know what it was about Psalm 23 and the Passion, but it made me, I think it was the luxury, isn't there a word luxurious in it? Oh, yabba dabba do, luxurious. That's what God wants for us, luxurious blessings. Come on, I want stretch. Okay, God, come on, more. What do you dare ask God for this year? Come on, then double it. As if our little, a little, what are you saying at the back? Go on. He stopped now, he's gone quiet. Giving giving a minute to speak and he goes quiet. Um, For a what? I don't know what one is, but anyway. All right, well, bless him with whatever he wants as long as it's moral, kind and helpful in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, so I I just, this this scripture just came to mind while you were reading your Psalm 23, Paul. And and it's, it's when, you don't need to turn to it, just follow me. It's when... Um, Adam realises or rather God realises of Adam he is incomplete without a woman come on ladies you can nudge your man right now I told you so right and um, it says but for Adam no suitable helper was found the giraffe wouldn't do she'd be good for necking but nothing else the hippopotamus was a bit broad See, we've lost our humor in our lockdown. It's okay. Well, I'll get you back there slowly. No suitable helper was found. So the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. Whisper, deep sleep. <laughs> and while he was sleeping, I've got so much scribble on my page, I can hardly read it. He took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man and you know it goes on the man went whoa man and she became woman Um, imagine if God hadn't let Adam fall to sleep he just kept him awake during the whole thing (laughs) just just lie still for a minute Adam I'm just gonna just gonna dig around I'm gonna rummage for a minute (laughs) Adam and we were like, what are you doing? And open him up, grabs a rib. I don't think I've ever seen a human rib. Gross, right. And God is waving the rib in front of Adam saying, I'm about to make something amazing out of this. <laughs> it would have taken an immense amount of faith to go, okay, God. Sometimes we need to be put to sleep to let God do his work. In fact, he often does his best work while you were sleeping. The Bible even says that the kingdom continues to grow while you're sleeping. We have this image that we're so in charge that, that you know, even, even, even everything, everything we say and pray has to, be, has to be so right. When actually God is working for your good even when you're asleep, even when church is closed down, even when there's lockdown, there are things going on that are beyond us. And sometimes God just says, go to sleep. He did it with Abraham. Where Abraham, who became Abraham when he cut covenant, he went into a deep sleep. God does his best work while you were sleeping. And I've got to be honest, right now, we're looking at a rib. I believe this year we're going to go, whoa! How did God make that 
out of that. He put me to sleep. He put me in pause. He put me in a, in a pit stop, whichever one of the prophetic words you want to go with. And we've been in this place of just nothingness. And yet I believe God is at work. That's the report that I want to believe. I believe there's a narrative from heaven where despite the nonsense going on in the world right now, tragedy and nonsense, difficulty and Lord, we don't really know what's happening. Whichever way you view it, we are going to come into something where we go. God has done the unexpected. God has pulled out a few trick shots. God has presented woman and thank God she's better than a giraffe or a hippopotamus. We will go, God, I did not believe that you could pull this out of that, but that's what he's about to do. And I just got that stood on the front row while you were reading Psalm 23. Come on. I believe a great work is afoot. I don't like it. I don't like the methods. I don't know, like Adam, whether I would rather be in a deep sleep or wide awake. Either way, probably wasn't fun. Something was missing, a rib. But God was busy creating. I believe God is busy creating. There's something going on in this pit stop time that God is doing. I spoke this morning about a little vision that I had as I woke up this morning of acceleration, of accelerating down a road, of accelerating through difficult times. I believe there's an acceleration coming. Some of you that feel that life has been on pause, I believe he's about to show us that while we were sleeping, he was busy accelerating. And where you land, you're going to find you're more prosperous than when you started. I believe there's going to be more wisdom than when we started. There is an acceleration of heaven coming and we'll be able to go, whoa, I can't believe God. It just felt like stress to me, but actually you were building strength in me. And we'll see that what he's doing, what he's using this time to do, I don't particularly believe it's been sent by God, but I believe that what we will find is that God uses it powerfully. Amen, anybody? Listen to this quote. Some things broke my heart but fixed my vision. I'll say it again. Some things broke my heart but fixed my vision. Um, there's no avoiding the fact that some of the most powerful things that God will do are painful and difficult but they will bring us to a place of blessing whether he anesthetizes us like Adam or leaves us awake during the surgery God is about a good work you can entrust him with your money and trust him with your future and trust him with your health. Amen. Somebody mumble amen. You can trust him. You can trust him with your future because he lives I can face tomorrow. Because he lives I don't need fear. Because he lives he is going to turn something powerful out of this. It doesn't mean that there isn't always difficult times. Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Forget the former things. <clears throat> Do not dwell on the past. See... I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. We have to see it to enter it. And I just want to 
go a little bit deeper than I did this morning online with some of the things that I believe God is doing in this season to help us perceive it. Um, Because without a doubt, right, God is doing a new thing. Uh, The first thing that I believe God is doing is, can you see in the earth right now and in the church right now a movement of judgment and justice? Something is happening that is shaking. Let's do the world first. That is shaking the foundations of what have we had this year? Well, racism has been a big one, hasn't it? But hasn't there also been a move against predatory filmmakers? Do I need to go any further than that? Right, seedy stuff. There's kids in the room, so you won't go further. There's, there's, there's been all sorts of things hit the headlines. We've even got great political shenanigans going on in the world right now, as there's something of a justice and judgment going on in the world. But also, who knows, Bible says, judgment begins with the house of God. There's something happening in the church in the season. And I've got to be honest, as a church leader, I've never felt more challenged in all my life to ask the huge question. Does all this stuff that we do actually look anything like the master really intended? This modern, western, consumerist Christianity that we all live in, you know, where we're devoted to our Sunday morning services and our our youth groups and our good kids work and there's got to be good coffee. I just feel like everything's being dismantled this year and it's making people like me, how about you, ask the question, so God, what did you really want? Did you really want us to meet in buildings 10.30 on a Sunday morning, sing songs, have good preaching, feel you know, ever so slightly entertained, perhaps we've become a little bit more consumerist than we'd like to admit. And while some of the church is longing to go back to normal, I've got to be honest about the cry in my heart. I want to go forward to revival, not back to normal. I, I actually don't want to polish up Sunday services any more than they've been. I want a move of God. I don't want to spend too much time on coffee and are we trendy and are the lights right and do people like the air conditioning? Not that we've ever had that, but anyway, I'll put it in there. When actually what matters more than anything, burning in the eyes of our leader when he left us 2,000 years ago to send the Holy Spirit and scatter us across the face of the earth. He said, go into all the world. Come on, who are you reaching? Challenging questions like, when's the last time you led someone to the Lord? That's when we really find out whether we're living his instruction or we've made some modern, comfortable, consumerist version. And he's walked into the temple in this time and used it just like Jesus did. Made a whip, thrown over the tables, looked and said, how dare you turn my church, my temple, my house, into a den of robbers. Den of robbers, what's he saying by that? You are taking it and using it for yourself when it's meant to be a house of prayer, a place of encounter for all nations, every nation touched by what God wants to do. I don't know about you, I'm deeply challenged by the judgment of God over the church when actually Half of us are just longing to go back to normal, but I feel deeply, I don't mean that we'll not have Sunday services and we won't sing, of course we will. But the deep challenge in the pause and the pit stop of this time is to ask, so how much of what we did was really what the master wanted? And perhaps even our longing to just replicate what was 
is something that God wants to deal with deeply in our hearts until we're longing again for God. I might not be an evangelist, but I want to do the work of an evangelist. I want to lead my neighbors and my family to you. I want, I want to see a constant stream of people coming to you. I was sent a book this week. It's not completed yet. I was asked to write a little something for the cover, and it was the history of the Holy Spirit on the Rock of Gibraltar. And I sat, the bit I liked was the first 20 years because we were in it. But more than that, it was a story of a revival that at the time we didn't even know we were in. Do you know that in the late 60s, probably all of the 60s actually, 70s and 80s, there was this sweeping move, mainly of crackhead, caftan-wearing weirdos coming to Christ in their droves around the world. There was no organized religion. Most of them went from being rebellious crackheads to being rebellious Christians. And, And it was just as wild and nuts, wasn't it? But you had people getting saved coming out of your ears. Hundreds of Catholics coming to Christ. People getting saved on the street, baptisms on the beach. You had this move, uh, not the move of the church, not the move of constructed religion, not the move of Sunday services, isn't it nice you're meeting all my needs, but a move of the Holy Spirit among people. And something burned in me, reading the page, going, God, I don't want a move of church. You never told us to build your church. You told us to go with your spirit and you would build your church. And somehow, maybe, maybe we've just lost that essence of just you and me getting up each morning. Not building church, is it good? How many marks out of 10 should we give it? But rather, you go walk with God today and see what divine appointments he'll bring you. You might see a healing outside McDonald's. You might lead someone to the Lord in your workplace. You might have the most amazing conversation with your neighbor. That's the adventure. Instead, we've made it a nice Sunday service. The worship was okay. We listened to the sermon. Was he any good today? Was he on point? There's a judgment in the house of God. Say, when will you come back to me? Just intimacy and begin to live the adventure. That's what I'm burning with. And I got to be honest, I'm lying on my back, not quite sure whether I'm anesthetized or awake. Is it possible to be halfway? One of the doctors in the house tell me, I feel half awake. As God splits things open and I look at the mess of what church is and the mess of the things that we're doing. But God, in his comforting eyes, you can tell he's saying, going to make something beautiful out of this mess don't you worry I know it's irritating you want to sing you want to whip your masks off I do anybody else drive me insane I know half of you are happy with it and the other half I like feel like it's some demonic thing depends which side I get out of bed as to what day I feel like but let's just say in plain English it's a weird time but I believe out of this mess God's going to do something. Revive. If I can talk as family, I know it's only like, you know, not even 10% of the family, but we're here, right? We need to march out of this into a move of God. We're not back to what we were, but forward to what we should be. 
They'll be singing. They'll be gathering. They'll be hugging again. Can't you wait? They'll be singing in tongues. There'll be moves of the Spirit. There'll be time when people are on the floor overwhelmed by the Spirit of God. Love all that stuff. There'll be great music. We won't fire Paul. He's all right. He's been vaccinated. Look at him. He's turning into Bill Gates now. Slowly, I can see him reshaping into Bill Gates in front of our eyes. He's got, now Bill Gates knows we're all here. He's got this chip in you. I won't go any further with that because we might lose church members. <laughs> Sorry, was I not supposed to tell anybody your medical records? What was I saying? We'll do, we'll, we'll do great stuff. Oh, we'll be able to eat together. Can't wait to go to a restaurant with you or just to a restaurant. <laughs> but wouldn't it be great? And I, honestly, I remember Bancoli in the half night of prayer. As you can see, I'm not going to do all seven points. We're just going to land on this one tonight. Bancoli at the half night of prayer prayed that things would turn by Christmas. Did he not? He led us in that prayer. And uh, I don't know about you. I just began to feel a measure of hope over Christmas. You know, the Brexit thing, wherever you stand on it, at least it's getting sorted. And, and then I think it was Boxing Day or the day after. And I think it was Rishi Sunak gave, oh, what was that? Was that a light bulb? Are you okay, James and Nicola? Are you okay? All right, thanks, Dave. Um, Boxing Day, I think it was. It's some of the articles that were out. And it's, it's the most hope-filled version, but I, like, at the time, talked about, you know, things beginning to get back to normal, February, March, and I know that it depends what you read now that they extend things back and forth but I'm trusting God that we are marching out of this thing but here's the thing not to march back to normal but to really recognize what God's been trying to do in our heart in this very unusual time not to be too sleepy through it not to sleepwalk through lockdown but to go okay God in the secret place I do want you to do all that you want to do yes I want to use the rest of my life to bring hundreds, if not more, to you. And if you don't feel a, a flicker of a pulse race when I say it, well, at least begin to pray, God, help me to want to want to, because I realize that's how backslidden I am, that my pulse doesn't even race when I think of it. But I don't really think of heaven and hell anymore and neighbors and work colleagues and family not making it to be with their Savior. God, help me to want to want to. That would be a start, wouldn't it? In fact, that's usually the beginning of a revival. It's, I know it's right, but I don't even want to. So God, work on my wants so that you would do something incredible in the time coming as we march out of this difficult season. So I believe judgment has come to the house of God in this time. It's not quite the cheerful place where I wanted to land, but it kind of works for tonight. God, make us all that we should be. Amen.